Into the woods, it's time to go. I hate to leave, I have to though. Into the woods, it's time, and so I must begin my journey. Into the woods and through the trees to where I am expected, ma'am. Into the woods to grandmother's house. Stop it. Are you certain of your way? The way is clear, the light is good. I have no fear, nor no one should. A basket. Yes, we do. Don't suppose you're planning on buying any of these. Oh, shh. Now, don't stray and be late, all right? You might save some of those sweets for Granny. Oh, my. She's a thief. Everybody. Welcome to Generation Lost, the show about movies with Bryn. And Jeremy. And we're talking about two movies. We're this coming week. to you live from the motherfucking COVID zone. <laughs> That's right. We are in the hole of the sickness. Yeah. Um, where we both have uh, two different diseases. Uh, Jeremy has the Classico of uh, COVID, and I have something called monkeypox. <laughs> <laughs> classic that's the classic are you that's, kidding oh yeah yeah that's the that's the new one the new the old newbie it's that the was classic. a new the monkey pox is so old yeah it's technically before smallpox uh which has been eradicated mm. um and now it is going around uh europe um nice and uh i don't actually have it but uh it'd be funny if i did it would be very funny if you did <laughs> There's only one reported case in America, and everyone who is replying to those articles are like, well, I guess we'll have another pandemic, because we're going to go back to everybody looking at every single reported disease and being like, a pandemic now. Well, that was what it used to be like. And I remember when COVID started, like very distinctly being like, well, this will probably be nothing, because it's always nothing right the, it's, the, every time this happens it's nothing it was like, literally once a year it would be like bird flu swine Zika, flu Zika, you know, swine flu monkeypox all these ebola yeah all these things had their little moments in the sun <laughs> people were worried about them i remember somebody i knew canceled their vacation because of zika and i was like that is so stupid Didn't i can't like believe you've done that people get Zika. yeah uh I, h1n1 did was a pandemic Mm. It killed like 10,000 people, but literally no one cared in America. Um, yeah. I don't know if, how many people worldwide, but yeah, monkeypox is uh, very slow spreading. And basically any expert on monkeypox says it will not be yeah. anywhere. But I'll tell you what, likes I to... feel really good, though, because when you said that, I was like, I thought you were just you just pulled it out of your ass. And the <laughs> fact that it's actually something that people are talking about and is going around feels great to me because I am taking a big old break from Twitter. Good job. And the fact that I didn't know about that, I was like, nice. That's <laughs> that's the point. <laughs> that's what we're point. trying for, baby. I am unplugging. I am not going to know about every news story anymore. You know, we should line up, because I did it in December, and 
it was like an annoying thing for you because you were big online and then you were like, oh, I have to text you now? Goddamn. Yeah. Well, that's usually how we communicate is through Twitter DM. Right. So now um, we should just both be off Twitter and yes. only text each other normally. It's great. I'm really enjoying it so far. No, it's really nice whenever I do it. Um, I don't care about what's going on at all. <laughs> no, you really... you you. you you get off and you're like, why was I on? Why was I on? It's so much better to just have like a segment of time that you're just like, let's just give everything a quick scroll, see what's happening in the world, 20 minutes, and then I'm done. I'm going yeah, back I'm to going watching to... food TikTok. Or I'm going to go outside and take a walk or work yeah. on art or, you know. Well, right now I can't do any of that. But... Right, because you're in the COVID hole. I'm in the but... COVID zone. <laughs> yes, uh, but it's not about... Uh, whether things are pandemics or not, it's a show about movies that doesn't take itself too seriously. It doesn't take itself too seriously, even when staring down the barrel of a deadly pandemic. Yeah, <laughs> it <laughs> takes itself a little not seriously enough. Not I seriously. have to say. Um, and today we're talking about two different movies. Yes. Um, so what what had happened was, folks at home, last week mm-hmm. I had. Uh, I didn't have COVID, but my wife had COVID, and I had to watch uh, my son solo style, and uh, that meant <laughs> that we just weren't able to record. It didn't happen. Right. Uh, we were going to watch last week Into the Woods, and then this week we were going to watch Phantom of the Opera. What happened was halfway through the week, I thought we were just going to push everything a week ahead, so I watched <laughs> Into the Woods. Bryn watched Phantom of the Opera. I did. So we decided to meet in the middle and I watched Phantom of the Opera, and Bryn watched Into the Woods. Yep. And so now we're just covering them both in one episode. And, you know... It feels right, honestly. It feels so right. Because uh, I don't know what I would have to say. Anyway, uh, but we'll do a quick... What were you watch- What did you watch this week? So, and thank you for we'll get, asking, and then of we'll course. Get to the, yeah. uh, You're welcome. First of all, <laughs> I, I finished The Batman. I can't remember if I talked about this on the show or not. I, I told you about the beginning of it. Yes, you uh, did. I finished it, and uh, I have to say, it sucks bad. <laughs> it's, it's a terrible movie. It's really slow and boring and shitty. And uh, were you kind of less hard on it when you first started watching it? I feel like you I were just, like, it's I okay. just made a joke about how conservative it is and how oh, like yeah. how super fashy it is. Uh, that doesn't really go away, and it's just a weird movie that I don't totally get the idea of because like. It's just mostly Batman just sulking and uh, not doing anything helpful. He like doesn't stop a single <laughs> crime in the entire movie. Okay. Uh, the only one he stops is the knockout game at the beginning. The Riddler does literally every <laughs> single thing he wants to do. <laughs> His whole plan works perfectly. And at the end, he does Hurricane Katrina to Gotham. And like what? must have killed thousands, but they just like don't talk about it. It's very Avengers like in that way, uh-huh. where like those sky whales, you know, blow up yeah, lower they Manhattan. Yeah, nine eleven, and like, but we won, I guess. Yeah, exactly. You're like, <laughs> we won, and I guess we won't look into what the casualties of this event were. It's the same thing in this, where it it literally ends with a Hurricane Katrina style flooding of Gotham. Uh, all these people have to retreat to Madison Gotham Square Garden, and okay. <laughs> and they're all trapped in there. But then the water goes in there too. And like, the point is, uh, it's a bad movie, and uh, it ends, of course, as you could guess, with uh, the the Riddler in Arkham. And who does he see in the in the cell next to him? The Joker, baby. There's oh, nobody. Yeah. 
how there there's so many Batman villains. You yeah. have access to such a deep well of Batman characters, and they just can't get over the fucking Joker. Really weird ones too that are like way more interesting than crazy guy who paints his face like the insane clown posse. Yeah, like it worked once. It was a really good performance. You're that's what's so crazy about the Joker is that like you're picking the one that was already done near perfectly. Mm-hmm. Like you're you're not whatever you do is gonna be compared to that. Yeah. So why don't pick up something else? Pick another one. Pick, there's there even even one that's been done before. You know you can redo the Riddler that isn't like Jim Carrey in a spandex. You know and they did that. So Who that's also a good idea. I think is as I think Jim Carrey Riddler is as good as Heath Ledger Joker as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I think you should rewatch that movie. Uh, <laughs> but there's Clayface and there's uh, the you know the weird puppet guy and like there's yeah. uh there's people haven't done mr freeze since arnold uh, yeah and that guy's very tragic and sad um there's the clock guy watch the fucking show like these people all need to watch the animated show and yeah. make a good story play the arkham games yeah all or, those dudes uh, are around in the arkham games yeah killer croc <laughs> yeah killer croc the man bat Man Bat is so cool. Yeah. I love Man Bat. You got all sorts of cool characters. Do somebody else. Enough yeah. already. Enough I've seen already. enough Joker. The other thing I wanted to tell you about, I wanted to recommend to you and to okay. everybody. Uh, I found this uh, YouTuber guy. He's pretty big. I'm sure a lot of people know him already, but he's called John Boy. J-O-M Boy. Uh, J-O-M Boy. He's a, he's a baseball guy. Uh, and he has this. He's got a huge channel for. I'm sure anybody who watches baseball already knows his channel. But okay. if you don't watch baseball, then you don't know his channel. He does like he does a lot of like pretty typical you know baseball commentary sort of shit and whatever. And that stuff is whatever. I don't give a shit. But he does these <laughs> little videos that are breakdowns, and he they're just like the most hilarious little snippets of intense scrutiny and analysis of like the most minor of drama in sport Uh uh-huh so an example would be like like a like one pitching you know go where like a guy go whatever you call it when when the pitcher and the batter like one one half of an inning where like a pitcher and a batter are like super locked in with each other and like doing mind games and and yeah, yeah, yeah. and so it'll be like he'll like slow down the footage and he'll just like commentate as like the, the pitcher like like nods a certain way or like steps a certain way or whatever and like he'll just like I, I, I don't know how to really describe this except to say that it's like it's amplifying the most like specific little details of sport in a way that like I've never seen anybody else do <laughs> and it's really amusing <laughs> and what is that series called it's just, I mean, there's called like breakdowns. It, it'll literally breakdowns. be called, like the title of it will be like umpire throws out a manager seemingly for no reason, comma, a breakdown. <laughs> okay. That sounds does, very uh, fun. He does really good lip reading. And that's a big <laughs> part of his brand too, is that he like, you know, when you see like the footage of somebody yelling at somebody else, he will lip read and then like narrate what they're saying essentially. <laughs> but he does it in like a funny voice a lot of the time. So like, the one that got me hooked was about how the Mets came back from like an eight-run deficit a couple weeks ago. Okay. They were like down nine to one in like the the end of the game, and they they got a rally of like ten runs in a row. 
and like he keeps like cutting away to the crowd and like you'll see somebody you just go like let's go Mets and like but like his voice will just be like let's go Mets <laughs> <laughs> it's very amusing that sounds great I will definitely watch these I've, yeah, I have I found like them him. I've definitely heard of this guy yeah um I've definitely never checked it out <laughs> check it out All anyway right, what well. did you watch this week this week, I um, while you were gone, I didn't watch any movies, um, but seeing the new uh, House of Dragons show mm-hmm. trailer made me be like, you know, I should watch that Game of Thrones show. <laughs> you should give Gambo a try. Why not? Uh, I I never seen it before. Why Gambo? Game Gam Throw. Gam Throw. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've never seen it before. Uh, well, what I realized is I didn't even really. I had been saying I watched the first three episodes and rewatching it. I had seen the first episode mm. and I did not like it. Um, and watching it again, I, I don't think I was entirely wrong to not like it. Um, it this is just a lot of shit, as I recall. It's a lot crammed into one episode. It is. It's so much. And if you don't basically know what's going to happen to a lot of, and like who are the important characters, it just feels like it's very it, cluttered. It's very overwhelming. Um, and a, it, a, something cool happens. The you know the dire wolves are there. The white walkers are there mm. um, for the first episode, and then like for the rest of the episode, it's just people talking. Uh, Bran gets thrown out the window. Um, oh yeah, it ends with him getting thrown out the window, right? Right, and then it's just like the second ep. The, I think I saw like a some of the second episode. It's a little bit. I feel like it's a little bit focused on what's happening in Winterfell, right? You're mostly just following the king and the and the lannisters and whatever showing up in winterfell and the the starks having to like deal with them showing up and shit do we see anybody else really we see uh i'm sure we do something with uh Tyrion Tyrion is fucking um no i mean um uh Daenerys i'm sure we see Daenerys at some point with Daenerys gets in the first episode gets given to the dothraki oh yeah her brother is is fucking around and whatever yeah yeah. that dude sucks yes he still sucks and he's not dead yet i'm sure he'll be dead soon oh hell yes Um, he is that's the best episode for me (laughs) the best (laughs) moment of the whole series is is him dying watching that guy get killed yeah um did you ever you haven't seen that episode ever no 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 oh yeah well i haven't seen i mean i haven't you haven't seen most of the show any of this and and even the amount that I have seen was less than I thought because mm-hmm. I was saying that I saw the la- the season. I saw like the last three episodes of season six, mm-hmm. and then I've seen seven and eight all the way through. Which yeah, you've people, seen the worst of it. People don't like, which I thought was fine. It's like a cute, you know, fantasy show. Yeah. Um. So I'm starting to get into the good stuff, mm-hmm. you know. So you that- just got to the first episode and a little bit of the second episode. No, I've seen the first five now. Oh, okay. So first five or six. Basically where I am is Daenerys just told her brother that she ever like talks back to her, she'll have him killed. Oh hell yeah, um, dude. I love when she starts to like when what is it like one of the slave girls is like, Hey, you know you can like fuck good and she's yeah, like, yeah. Oh really? They have like a, a lesbian scene. <laughs> yeah. And then like that's how she like that's how she like turns the tables on, on what's his name on her brother and oh no on but on Ka- uh, Carl Drogo yeah Carl Drogo the, the way that she turns the tables on him is she's like yeah but what if I was like good at this yeah but what if I was into it and he's like damn what damn if you wait were into- what wait no what 
he like, doesn't know how to process yeah, it. He like, loses his whole kingdom. <laughs> he's like, wait, is this gay? <laughs> yeah, I dude. Is, I don't know if this is gay. I think um, I'm going to start rewatching it. Yeah, let's just turn this into a Game of Thrones show. Dude, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was just thinking about that. Like, what if, like, what if we just start doing TV shows, like, one episode at a time? Because, <laughs> like, we're already, like, we've done so many movies and we're, like, out of our list now. Like, Oh, there's so many movies that I, I know. There's list, a lot of but... movies, but like, what if what if this is a Sopranos podcast? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we just say, you know what? Never mind. We're gonna just watch all the Sopranos. Yeah, like uh, we'll just rebrand. We'll just do a TV show. I think it'd be fun to just do that on the bonuses instead of movie news. Yeah, movie... I'm kind of tired of movie news, and that and and Who now cares? that I'm like now that I'm a not on Twitter guy, it's gonna be a lot harder for me to keep up with the movie news. <laughs> Well, let's pull our patrons and we'll see. Maybe we'll just watch Game of Thrones together. Yeah, we'll do a we'll do a classic Katie style poll where we'll just ask <laughs> once, and the first answer we get will be like, "All right, well, that's, that's the what the people I want." <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Game of Thrones is pretty cool so far. Um, Ned is back in the other kingdom where the Lannisters live, and the mom is like. The last episode I saw, the mom was like. Tyrion killed or tried to kill Bran, and yeah, uh, they yeah, have yeah. him arrested. Why do they think that? Because they found like a dagger or some shit, right? Yeah, they saw they found his knife or something. That's one of the funniest things in like the first bunch of seasons is like how much of their like detective work is like so stupid. Like the way that uh, yeah, and they keep talking about like proof. You got to show proof, and it's like, well, his dagger was there, and it's like, who said that? Little yeah, finger. like later the guy on, no one trusts or should trust. Like later on, the way that like they uncover that uh, Joffrey is not really the king's son or whatever is like he literally is just like looking through records of like what color hair all of the kids in that guy's <laughs> family had, and they're all like brown hair, brown hair, brown hair, and then he's like, this one, gold hair. Oh, what? <laughs> You're in trouble. <laughs> It's so funny. <laughs> but that's probably how the shit was back then. I'm sure, yeah. It's just like, oh, you're a witch. Um, yeah, so I mean I'm I'm enjoying it. I think it's uh it's pretty cool. Hey folks at home, you're gonna be very surprised to hear this. Game of Thrones, it's a good show. <laughs> I heard it's I heard it was okay, so I started watching it so okay yeah. so far. Um, uh, they could they could make a cultural phenomenon out of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it, it is funny because I'm like, wow, the show is brutal. Like they, there's a the the jousting scene where like he gets a, like a, a oh yeah and the, and the dude is pissed neck. off at his horse and like cuts its head off right oh I haven't gotten there but uh. like the guy just has like half of a javelin in his neck and bleeds out on sc- oh, on yeah, camera dude. and Arya's like what the fuck <laughs> um, that stuff is really interesting I mean I think it yes it's a good show and I'm watching it so maybe we'll talk about it more on the Patreon good show good show so let's get into the musicals it's musical month as you know listener we've been doing musical we have done dear evan hansen tick tick boom and that's it right yeah i think so yeah we've got one we've got these two and one more yeah which are it's gonna be a blast and hopefully that one's a doozy i'm very excited to get to (laughs) (laughs) especially after watching these two fucking hunks of crap (laughs) yeah so we're gonna do you know it really worked out we were saying before we started recording it really worked out because Neither of these movies uh, seem like they have much to be said about them. Yeah. Um, I have, actually, I'll say I have a 
quite a bit more to say about Into the Woods, so I mm-hmm. say we get through Phantom. Yeah, I mean, I think that the thing that I have to say about both of these is very similar, which is just on a broad level that both of them are very good stage shows that are not really helped by being turned into movies. <laughs> yeah. My main thing I'll say about both of this, these movies are, wow, long movie. Yes, very. Uh, <laughs> they're both so fucking long. Good Lord. Uh, okay, so Phantom of the Opera, I'm going to give a recap. Oh, yeah. So I texted you about this, and you said you couldn't really follow what was happening or what the story was. So I'm very curious to hear okay. what your plot synopsis of Phantom of the Opera is. <laughs> Because I've never seen this before. Yeah. And, and and I've seen it. I've seen it on stage a couple of times. Oh, and okay. it's what was surprising to me when this movie came out, I remember thinking this, is like the musical isn't exactly what I would call plot heavy. And like it very much is a showcase of songs. And so really? like... Okay, because that's how it felt. Yeah, it's like it's strung together by a very loose sort of a story about like a dude in an opera house and whatever. And like it's mostly meant to showcase songs and showcase cool stage effects. And oh, okay. That's why like when, it, when they were making a movie, I was like, why would you why? make that a movie? It's like <laughs> <laughs> not much happens. <laughs> okay. So and that's 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 what's absolutely true because i what i know about this movie now is that nothing happens Mm -hmm. um and the phantom of the opera music is just pink floyd yes like that song the main theme is just echoes um which is very strange um but this movie is came out in 2004 and it's directed by famous gay director joel schumacher Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, and he uh he brings, I will say, something of a visual flair. The first bit of this movie I thought looked really cool. Oh, the black and white bits? No, oh, yeah, that. But also, like, all of the real bustling of the behind the huge, like, oh, sure. opera yeah, house yeah, yeah. stuff. That stuff looks really great. I and like And then that when stuff. you first see the Phantom's cave and, like, the candlesticks are coming out of the water and stuff, mm-hmm. I thought that was great looking. Yeah. Um, and, and I'll tell you what's interesting is 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 I've seen it on stage and the stage show is like it's got some sets but like they're not like super extensive as I recall and I was amazed in this movie how much they're able to capture what your imagination makes of the stage show. Oh, interesting! Like, it's very much what you picture it as on stage. That's awesome. But anyway. So what happens in this movie is there is a famous singer who is a, she was haunted during her last performance by some sort of ghost. And the guy who runs the theater wants her to be in it. And she's like, no, I'm not going to do it. And then another girl named Christine is going to do it. And then is kidnapped by the ghost who's known as the Phantom of the Opera. And he's like, I love you or something. And she's like fainting a lot. Um, and she's in love with uh, Patrick Wilson, Night Owl from Watchmen. Yeah. Um, and he, I don't know what his deal is. He's just around and hit her boyfriend. And uh, then he starts, the Phantom starts killing people in the opera, I think because 
my understanding of the phantom is that he is just like the worst theater patron of all time who just cares mm. too much he's just like a catty gay man living mm -hmm. under the theater and just being like no you have to cast the ones i like absolutely um, yes and then he starts killing people when they don't do that um and then there's some part of the plot where she goes to visit her father's grave um, and then the phantom follows her there or like sneaks in the cab and drives her there and then pretends to be the ghost of her dad. And she's like, oh, wow, I get to talk to my dad again because she's apparently a dumbass. And Patrick Wilson comes up and is like, no, that's not your dad. That's a random dude. And she's like, oh, <laughs> shit. A random dude that has kidnapped you and you've met before and taken off his mask. Um, and she's like, oh, yeah. And then, uh, and then more stuff like that keeps happening. And then at the end, he kidnaps her for the last time and is going to kill Patrick Wilson. And then she's like, hang on. You're just sad because you're ugly. I'm going to give you a little smooch. And he's like, oh, you made me feel so like a real person so i'm just gonna run away and everything is gonna go back to normal yes so and then it does and then there's a bookend where they're old and patrick wilson is like buying a monkey from uh, like a jukebox monkey from the the, from the old opera house from the old opera house and he leaves it on her grave because she dies off screen i guess yeah she and, dies of old age of old age and then the phantom leaves a rose there too yeah, in standard. her late fifties, uh, as the <laughs> as the math worked out to be. Oh, really? Maybe love of cholera or something. Yeah. Um, Who knows? Some old old timey bullshit. Yeah. So it's functionally a love triangle, except Christine is not into the Phantom. She's not into the Phantom even for a second. He's just a weird guy who lives down there. He got burnt somehow. Yeah. And he's got a weird face. Or he's like born that way or something. Oh. Um, he looks. I kind of got the impression that he was born that way. That's probably but true. But it looks like a burn. He looks like he, like, he... <laughs> yeah, he looks like he got burnt. He looks like he got, like, an acid attack. Like, that <laughs> yeah, sort of like Two-Face or whatever. Yeah, um, uh, th that's what I was thinking of. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like Two-Face. <laughs> that's definitely what I was thinking of. Uh, <laughs> you <laughs> so know, the, the classic acid attack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah Two-Face. Uh, nothing else. Um Anyway, so uh, the story of it, yeah, is is basically that um, there's this dude who lives in the theater. Uh, he's the Phantom of the Opera. He's got a fucked up face. He wears a little cool signature mask over it to yeah, hide that, his I face. I wonder how he makes those. He um, so the 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 things that we're missing here from your from your synopsis are that <laughs> he teaches Christine how to sing. Um, he does yeah yeah so he has been living in a weird cave under the opera house <laughs> yeah uh for his whole life he was put down there by some bitch who works at the opera house who saved him that uh, who was he not doesn't clear. fall in love with he doesn't actually care for her at all <laughs> okay <laughs> she saved his fucking life and she's like barely even a footnote in the story <laughs> um so, but he's been living under the opera house she's been living in the opera house for a long time too her father was a famous violinist uh, and Christine. When her, yeah, when her dad dies, she is an orphan, and she goes to live in the opera house. And the Phantom teaches her oh. to sing, but she never tells anybody that the Phantom teaches her to sing. She's just like, "Oh, whoops, I can just sing. I'm so good at singing. I'm just really good at singing." And they're like, "Who's your secret fucking teacher?" And she's like, "I'm not allowed to tell." Or it's like, "Go." Or what does she say? Like, <laughs> I don't know his name or something like that. 
uh, but secretly she's been hanging out with the Phantom. He's been teaching her to sing. Oh, okay. Uh, and then Patrick Wilson is her childhood crush who has reemerged as like a billionaire and uh, oh, they they start hanging out and but the phantom is like super protective of her and is like you need to sing Christine that's <laughs> you can't have sex you must sing <laughs> and she's like no I want to hang out I've with my done. boyfriends <laughs> and so he starts getting jealous of Patrick Wilson and that's why he starts killing people oh. and the other thing though is that so at the beginning the opera house gets sold to two new guys uh mm. And right when they get there, the Phantom like leaves a note for them that's just like, hey, what's up, guys? I'm the Phantom of the Opera. Uh, first and foremost, <laughs> you guys are going to want to start paying me every week. Paying him? For <laughs> yeah. what? He gets a salary. He says he gets a, he gets a stipend, he calls it. Uh, they're supposed to pay him. It's like a protection racket, basically. It's like you don't want your fucking, you don't want your rope guy, the guy who like pulls the curtains, where you don't want him to turn up dead. You fucking pay me, <laughs> uh, and they don't Damn. pay him because that's ridiculous. <laughs> and so he starts killing people. Well, they're like that doesn't exist. You're not real. Yeah, you're not a real guy. And even if you are, like, go fuck yourself. I don't owe you anything. <laughs> right, which is a normal thing to do. I yeah, would say. absolutely. Uh, so then uh, he starts killing people partly out of jealousy, but mostly out of wanting that money. Uh, and then uh, the other big thing is that uh, he shows up at a party. They're having a masquerade ball that has a big musical number in it. And um, he shows up and he's like, hey, guys, what's up? Phantom here. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote an opera and you guys are going to want to you guys are going to want to perform this. Yeah. And if you don't, uh, you know, something bad. might Yeah, happen. something bad might happen. So you're going to want to perform my little show. And that's the bait <laughs> that they set for him. And they they get the cops there uh, to, oh, to yeah. fucking kill him when he shows up or whatever. But then it doesn't work. And he kidnaps Christine, and he's like, you either say you love me and marry me, or I kill your boyfriend. And the boyfriend, to his credit, he's like, he's like, look, don't fucking, you don't have to like live with this burn victim freak. You don't have to do this. <laughs> just let me die. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. It's fine. Uh, but then she just kisses him. She's like, I, it's not, I'm not afraid of the way you look. You're just, you're just a asshole. murderer guy. Yeah. Like you're not She's even like, a remotely sympathetic character. Right. And <laughs> then, not even for a second. Are you a sympathetic character? Right. And so she, but she gives him a kiss, basically get out of the situation, which works for some reason. Yeah. He's like, I uh, get out of here before I change my mind. Ah, ah. And then he just lives in the basement forever. Yeah. Um. So that's the movie. That's um, the movie. So I would say it's it. The music isn't awful or anything. It's funny because it like sounds like like eighties pastiche mixed with like orchestra. Yeah, music. it sounds more like like the the guitar noodling and shit is really weird. I don't remember that from the live show. Uh huh. Um, it's like the drums are like drum. very like like drum patty. They sound very fake. It sounds like uh, Phil Collins. Yeah, it's no good. Uh, I but will that's say how it's supposed to sound. That's how the musical is. I feel like they have a live drum set at the at the theater, but I may be wrong about that. Really. Um, so I will say, if by any chance you are going to watch this, I don't recommend watching it. But if you do watch Absolutely it, not. watch it how I watched it, which is put it on one point two five speed because that really. <laughs> 
Well, not just for the not just for the speed of the movie itself, but additionally, the songs are way better, a little snappier. Like the Phantom theme when like yeah, when it's like like it like moves a little nicer when it's a little faster, you know. Um, oh, okay. That whereas good. at the pace that they recorded at for the show, it sucks ass. It's not very good, it's and that's defi- the best song in the show. <laughs> it's definitely a slog. Um, it 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 wasn't the the thing about it is that it's not um, considering how poorly it was received, even by its fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, I assumed it would be laughable, um, and as a matter of fact. I've seen uh, Lindsay Ellis did a video about this movie. Yeah. And, you know, was constantly mocking it. But it's like, in retrospect, it's because she's a fucking drama nerd. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and that's my that's that, that's my take on it, too, is like the things that I have to say about this movie negatively. Like, for the most part, it's just a boring, shitty movie. Yeah, it's not it's not like over the top stupid it's no it's, it's just certainly a, no dear evan hansen that's for damn sure no, <laughs> that movie is bonkers that's crazy into the in, in the heights is crazy like these are crazy movies this, this is, is just boring and shitty but the thing that doesn't the thing that's if you're like a if you're a musical person if you've seen the show if you've you know ever experienced it like the thing that really stands out is how much of the show they try to translate to film mm. where like so I, I had mentioned you know the the live show the actual broadway show is is mostly meant to string these songs together and to show off cool stage effects so there's things in this that like they insist on putting into the movie <laughs> where you're like it's not cool that he's in a house of mirrors or whatever <laughs> like there's a scene where like he's in a mirror room where like yeah. you know he's like trying to find the phantom in there that looks so cool on stage because they're really doing that oh you know when christine stands in front of her mirror during the phantom of the opera song and the phantom's in the mirror talking to her and then she goes through the mirror that really happens on stage and you see it live and you're like damn you're doing like magic tricks on stage that's yeah. pretty cool that's the entire reason i'm before i you know am dead or whatever before it goes away i'm going to see that harry potter musical mm-hmm. or that's no, not a musical it's like a six hour stage play yeah. because from what i hear it's just like one of the coolest like stage effect stuff like people are flying around mm-hmm. and doing like spells and shit um i hear the story is god awful and stupid but yeah. involves time travel but um but I want to see the magic. I like stage. Yeah, I would. I mean, that's why I always recommend people see Phantom. I think Phantom is one of the best musicals to go see live because it's really cool to see this shit. Like mm-hmm. the fucking the chandelier falling. That happens in the theater every night, two two times a night. You know, wow. they do two shows a night and they drop that motherfucking chandelier over the audience. There's a <laughs> chandelier in the middle of the fucking ceiling and that shit drops right down into the middle of the audience and how it's i mean they they have it on a it doesn't like hit the ground it just like stops right above you but like really right above you <laughs> wow that sounds really scary it's crazy yeah dude <laughs> and like the um when they're like going after christine when she gets kidnapped by the phantom there's a cool ass jump through a uh like he it's it's uh patrick wilson's character like jumps into the water to go swim for it or whatever 
and you see him jump like the whole ground is covered in like you know dry ice fog and they open a trap door in the stage and he jumps from a pretty sizable platform down through the fog through the ground you don't see the hole open up he just fucking like right through the fog it's crazy (laughs) (laughs) wow yeah that shit rules Right, yeah, and that's the thing about seeing stuff in person. Mm-hmm. It's a lot different than seeing a screen because you're not like impressed by what, you know, by movie standards is a pretty minor effect. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like, okay, so they did one time, they drop a big chandelier, but it's like, it's not, the in the chandelier drop, it's not even covered in a, in a, in a wide shot like there's yeah. multiple cuts and it's like okay did you even really do that like did you even really drop a chandelier it's not it's not impressive that you can do that in a movie right um it doesn't look super cool it's not like oh wow that eff- how did you do that effect the like, other thing i'll say about the show that is not translated well to film is that if memory serves they're playing all these songs on a real ass organ, like a huge, gigantic oh, organ. Yes, of course. And so the volume and and sheer magnitude of that fucking organ, like like the sound of these songs is like resonating in your chest. You really feel it <laughs> in the moment. Right. Whereas like you're listening to what sounds like a fucking synth keyboard organ sound. It doesn't right. sound good at all. <laughs> Especially if you're listening like on your headphones or listening yeah, exactly. on your laptop. It's like uh, yeah, I watch it on my regular TV. Um, you know, with, I have a nice, decent sound system, but then it's not doing anything to impress me in in my house. So yeah, yeah, this movie is it. That's the really unfortunate thing, and the reason you shouldn't watch it is because it's not even funny. Yeah, it's, it's not like oh wow, they fucked up so bad. This guy can't sing, or this guy like he does hit some weird notes a couple times. But like, unless you're an enormous drama nerd, you're not going to be like, oh my god, it's so bad. Yeah, it's you're like, not going to care. Whatever. All you're gonna the only thing you're going to care about is that you're hearing the third iteration of music <laughs> of the night or whatever. <laughs> like, right, and it's, there's only like five songs in the show, and they're all like given like five reprises a piece, and it's still boring and. Ugh. I don't know what I'm supposed to be feeling because you're not supposed to be feeling anything. Like you're supposed to feel like cool effects on stage or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and you know, there's no real romance or anything or, or you're nothing to think about that. There's nothing. It's a paper thin wafer that yeah, there's no like a... theme or anything. Like it's interesting <laughs> to now thinking about it compared to into the woods, how like into the woods is like, really rich and like thematically rich like the yeah. music of it has a lot going on and like the the message of it has a lot going on and whatever like you're talking about a lot of real things right and comparing that against phantom where it's just like yeah man like that guy's ugly and he's taking it out on the world <laughs> and, and the, like having never seen phantom i like i'm recalling the Lindsay ellis video and she like goes deep into like the, the like political socio-political things of like the implications of this like movie or like show or whatever and it's like bitch nothing happens in this movie like nothing these happens. these aren't characters like <laughs> you can't like be like oh wow is it sexist that christine is expected to shut up like this doesn't matter at all it's nothing nothing it's happens. like maybe kind of like an incel sort of thing yeah but you're not supposed to like be like wow i can't wait to be the phantom or what i don't know it yeah. doesn't make any sense Anyway, but speaking of Into the Woods, so I definitely wouldn't recommend it. It's not. I wouldn't e- recommend the Phantom of the Opera film, no, and I don't think anybody on Earth would. It's not, not even people who love the show. That's yeah, the, no, the nobody would. Um, I don't think even Andrew Lloyd Webber would. <laughs> 
Andrew Lloyd Webber is who we're going to talk about next week. Mm. Um, Spoiler. Is just a guy who seems like he needs help. Yeah. <laughs> like he's just like writing psycho shit and like it's Yeah, coming he made out. like really good shows at the beginning of his career and then just like fell the fuck off. <laughs> like Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat is pretty good. Jesus Christ Superstar is one of the best musicals ever. Uh-huh. And then everything else is just like dog shit. <laughs> he's uh losing his mind in real time. Yeah. Um so speaking of Into the Woods, the other movie we watched this week is into the woods yes. uh from 2015 i think mm-hmm. um starring it's starring meryl streep it's starring james corden who it's annoying uh mm-hmm. god that guy that guy is like face annoys me yeah um it's directed by someone named rob marshall who uh what is his other movies i can't remember memoirs of a geisha mm. the last pirates of the caribbean mary poppins 2 <laughs> um so you know that kind of shit so a real hit maker oh he's the guy who directed chicago oh great um which we were going to talk about but didn't so this one's from 2014 similar type of thing a very lauded musical um and a movie that nobody asked for yeah um because at this point so I don't think I'm going to be able to do a quick recap. There's a lot of stuff that goes in yeah, this Yeah, so the the broad strokes plot of this movie of the show it is it's uh it's like the Avengers for for Disney people. It's Shrek. It's like Shrek. It's like uh, <laughs> the idea is it's it's all what if all the fairy tales were in the same story and they're all kind of interconnected. So we have Jack and the Beanstalk in the same story as Little Red Riding Hood in the same story as Cinderella, Cinderella, Rapunzel, Rapunzel. And I don't know that James Corden's character is really like a real thing or he's kind of the Shrek, I guess he's the one who's tying it all together. Yeah, exactly. Um, so the main thrust of the story is that James Corden and his wife can't have a kid They're He's a baker and his wife and, uh, she's Emily Blunt and they can't they want to have a baby but haven't been able to have a baby yeah the witch comes in who's meryl streep and she's like the reason you can't have a baby is because i put a curse on you like a bazillion years ago before you were born actually yeah, yeah it was your father who, yeah. who stole vegetables from me the mom stole the vegetables my my beans that i loved which turned out to be the magic beans um and uh so that was really mean and then i she got a curse put on her too she has to be ugly now yeah um and so by the stroke of midnight uh in three days on the blue moon um you got to get me golden hair uh you know golden slipper a cow that's milky white and um a red hood a red hood and so it's all these other people who live in the town which is red riding Hood, jack and the beanstalk rapunzel and cinderella they all need those things too and so the first hour and a half of the movie or it feels like that much um is them being like oh shit we got to get all this stuff from these people they all have their own little adventures Mm -hmm. and they ended up they end up getting all of the stuff and then everyone lives happily ever after they break the curse meryl streep becomes not ugly the emily blunt immediately becomes like nine months pregnant yeah um (laughs) And just, I just kind of want to talk about that section where, like, before the happily ever after happens, mm-hmm. um, which seems to must be like an act two break, right? Like, yeah, definitely. There's, there's so that movie 
that happens there, I was like, well, this is cute. There's some laughs in it. And I have to say, from watching The Phantom to this, the songs are like a gazillion times better. This is yes. Sondheim. Way better. Sondheim is is the king for a reason. You yeah. know, these are good ass songs that are like pretty snappy. They have like fun little things going on. Like there's the, jokes inside. There's emotional moments in the songs. There's a song where they all start blaming each other for what happens in the second act that I think is like one of the best songs in the whole show. Yeah. Like Wait, really have you good. seen this one? I, I've never seen it uh, on stage, no, but I've I've heard the music a million times. Like all of these, like Phantom of the Opera songs, I've sung a million times, and 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 the songs from Into the Woods, I've heard at like auditions and things. Like these are okay. things that just are like the wildly popular in musical theater world. Uh, so, but you've um, never seen the story? No, I've never seen it. Okay. I didn't know really what the story was. So I hadn't. I think I I uh, they were doing this. The theater school at my school was doing this while I was there, and I may have watched it, but I was probably very drunk or something. Mm. But uh, <laughs> uh, so I may have seen parts of it. I definitely didn't remember anything of it. But it's the the into the woods like song was in yeah, like yeah, yeah. in my head somewhere. Um, but I was so surprised. This movie is. 10 times more complex of a story than phantom is and i was never lost Mm -hmm. i knew exactly what was happening i knew exactly what the stakes were i knew what they wanted and what everyone else wanted and it's all through song like there's hardly any talking in this movie similar to phantom um but it's very clear who's who what's what and i mean they do have the basis of like um they're fair they're fantasy characters you sure know, you've yeah. heard of rapunzel you've heard of cinderella but, but still you know what's you know you know why james corden is looking for all these things you know what stuff he has when he has it yeah because exactly. he like has stuff and loses it a few times like you know what's <laughs> going on like and it's funny when he does it it's funny when the the cow is dies and then comes back to life it's all like it's very it's well directed in the sense that you know what's going on the musical is written really well. Yeah, um, but it's uh, but it's poorly directed in, right. in specific ways that we'll mm-hmm. come back to, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but 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 it, in light of having talked about Phantom, it is worth heaping more praise on this for a moment. So that Absolutely. like that some of these songs are like like I my my pithy sort of review of it is it's a it's a thematically rich musical that's helped in no way by being turned into a Disney Channel daytime movie yes. you know like the songs are really rich most of the time like when they're not moving the plot along they're like exploring a lot of stuff like mm-hmm. um like uh the first Red Riding Hood song after she meets Johnny Depp and she's explaining kind of like what went down with him and and it's it's telling the story of a little red riding hood, but through a lens where you're like, I never really realized that little red riding hood is really a story about dating a man who's much older than you. Right. <laughs> and, and like Jack and the beanstalk when he's talking about like this sort of like, like how, like when you're in the sky, like you're you like, I'm trying to remember what his, his one, but it was like, it was like as if he'd like touched God and like come back down to earth. And he's like, I don't know like how I'm supposed to ever relate to people again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So another thing I read on the Wikipedia is that traditionally in the show, I mean, not traditionally, the show came out in the eighties or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But the, many of the characters are played by like, Two, the actor is playing two separate characters, I guess. Yeah. So, like, the big bad wolf is also playing Prince Charming. Mm-hmm. And, like, 
you're supposed to understand that that is drawing like a comparison yeah, there's a reason, between yeah. like their like sexual satiation and like there's like a good side and a bad side to each character that's done away with for some reason i guess like movie watchers, yeah, they wanted to cast more people sure or movie people can't like get why that would be happening um, no, I think that I think that the audience would have been sophisticated enough to get it. I really I think, too, I, I honest <laughs> to God, think it, it was just to get more actors. I think they wanted more big names in this because I think they cheaper. really thought this was gonna like hit the fucking. This was gonna like hit the top of the charts. It is Disney, um, and so yeah, I can imagine that um, they've got big names in it. It's Johnny Depp, Meryl Streep. I guess Gleason is what's that guy's name? The fat one. Oh, James Corden. James Corden. James Gordon um, was a name at the time. Yeah, sure. And um, Chris Pine. Chris Pine. Yeah, a lot of people in this. Yeah. So, uh, so, but then I, I was watching this movie and I was like, it's like a, it's cute. It's a, it's like, I, cause have you ever seen Stardust, the Neil Gaiman movie? No. It's a real cute sort of Princess and the Bride style movie. Like it's, it's pretty funny. It's a good little, you should watch it sometime. Um, and I was like, wow, this isn't so bad. This is a nice little thing. And then there's like this act two break hours into like an hour and a half into the movie where the giant, everyone is like about to live happily ever after. And then the giant falls out of the sky and dies. And yeah. then like the giant's wife comes down to like get retribution. Yeah. And she's like starts to just destroy the whole town. Um, and then everything starts to go real dark. Um, and this part started to fall, like sort of break apart for me because I can kind of imagine in the show that this, like this sort of darkness was weaved into the first part. Mm -hmm. Um, or that this sort of darkness is much funnier. Like it's a dark comedy. Um, but I don't think it is actually, I think it is actually a full tonal shift, but the thing is, the thing is, I feel like it works probably in the show a little better because from what I've read from some uh, reviews of this from people who have seen the show is that the movie kind of pulls its punches a little bit and mm. doesn't go all the way into like how dark the second act yeah, is. Yeah, like Rapunzel dies in Yeah, the- like a lot more people die and they die like like visibly like everybody dies off screen in this basically like you don't see them die they just do like right. Jack like when Jack shows up and he's like oh yeah James Corden by the way uh your wife I found her at the bottom of a cliff she died yeah uh, yeah it's like what what happened and then he's <laughs> supposed to be like upset but he's like barely upset for like 10 seconds yeah, yeah, yeah. um and it, it it definitely felt like Disney got their grubby little hands on this because I wasn't sure why this was happening mm-hmm. because in something like the Princess Bride or Stardust like the differences or like the 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 sort of like darkness of a fairy tale is there to i guess relate to you on a personal level of like well you know fairy tales aren't like this and this is what would happen if you were in this situation or trying to do something and for quite a while into watching this movie i was like why is it dark why are people dying why what is happening um I didn't get what tone I was supposed to be feeling. It's like, is this supposed to be funny uh, still? Yeah. Or is it I supposed to like, be sad now? I and think I- you're supposed <laughs> to be starting to get that from the songs in the first half. Like how, like for example, the Red Riding Hood song is like, it's about Little Red Riding Hood, but it's also about like sex and and, and it's about like 
relationship dynamics and how like an older man can can take advantage of a younger woman. And, and right. I think that you're supposed to be getting this sort of sense of like, oh, we're taking kind of like darker spins on these things that are more realistic and whatever. And then once you get to the happily ever after, I think you're supposed to feel a little unsettled to be like, well, it's weird that this dark kind of thing has ended in a happily ever after. And then you're like, what happens to happily ever afters in real life? Right. They don't happen. <laughs> right. And and when it really sort of... Because my, my opinion of the movie was waning as the movie went on after that. Mm-hmm. Um, and was hitting less and less until the very last song... Um, which is about like, be careful what you wish for, like, because wishes come true. And then there's a line and it was like, wishes are children. Mm. (laughs) Um, and I was like, wait, what is this musical about? And, (laughs) (laughs) and, and I think there is something really interesting about framing children's stories that are historically very dark and then were changed to sort of be little lessons for kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but the messages still like piggyback on their like forms. So now you have like this weird kind of dark thing that is for children um, become a metaphor for what you expect having kids to be, which is like, oh, well, I'll be a happy family. And then, you know, this guy's wife dies and he's left alone raising this child. And like a child is like an open blank page that could get really dark or could be really happy and go either way. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, And that was so such a poignant idea that it made me sort of rethink a lot of the rest of the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, the problem is is that the movie itself is bad. The movie itself is bad. I think the musical might be one of the best musicals I've ever seen. Yeah, the musical whips ass. Like the music <laughs> definitely is very good. And, and and if I was going to recommend anything from this, g- just go listen to the to the soundtrack. Go listen to the album. Yeah. Like listen to the actual and and listen to the original Broadway version. Don't listen to whatever the fuck Disney put out with this. Right, because like, they changed a lot too. Yeah. But like the the movie, like yeah, it the second act comes up about fifteen minutes until the end, so it really feels like we're just sprinting to the end by the time we get there. Yes. Um. And but it, also, I really have to bring this up: is how bad absolutely everything in this movie looks. Like nothing looks any good at all. Like dude, they they don't know how to make nighttime not look like dog shit. Like it looks like a fucking. Like, when it's light out, at least when they have natural light to work with, like, stuff looks okay. But once it's nighttime and it's, like, yes. they're doing this, like, blue light on everything, that just makes it all look really cheap. It looks like that old um, Alice in Wonderland. Uh, the you, you remember the live-action Alice Tim in Wonderland? Bur- the Tim Burton Alice in Wonderland. No, 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 no. Way older. Oh. And I'm not talking about the one with Gene Wilder, either. I'm talking about, like, the TV show that they made. <laughs> like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, it looks like shit. It looks like made-for-TV garbage from, like, the 80s. It really does. It looks pretty bad in, like, a lot of... Because it's like, they clearly didn't film this in a woods. Like, this is mm-hmm. on stage. This is yeah, on a like soundstage. Yeah, one set of trees that they're working with for every single woods scene. Right. And it's funny, because the, the, the movie doesn't look so bad... Like you said, in the in all of the happily ever after stuff, most of it, there's no, almost no night, mm-hmm. and so, you know, there's like a part where James Corden is like 
running around in the dark with like oversized coins and i was like <laughs> this looks like a live action shot it's like a home video recording of like a disney live show <laughs> yeah you yeah, know like yeah. it looks pretty bad um but mostly that isn't there and then the the nighttime or the second half starts and it's only that there's a moment in that where um i looked away you know i was just like looking at my phone for a second and i looked up and i thought jack the kid like the the child when they're singing the song about um you're, no one's alone mm. um like the uh, anna kendrick is singing it to the little girl and james corden is singing it to the little boy i thought that he had become cgi like his entire character looked like he was huge like he looked like he was an eight foot tall child because mm-hmm. he's like shot from below because he's on on a tree and yeah. i like had to wind it back i was like wait what the fuck did i miss because i thought he had like somehow magically turned into a giant yeah and a, which wouldn't be out of place for this movie but <laughs> that's how fucking bad the lighting looked yeah it looked like he had turned cgi and they had to make him huge and then i was like oh no that's just a terrible <laughs> shot I don't think I've ever seen anything, though, that looks worse than The Giant Wife. That was so ridiculous. Like, that's that's supposed to be, like, the scary, like, this is the threat to humanity. This is, like, the person that we're, like, going through all this shit for. Is this, this, like, big old woman who's just like, oh, my. Like, she's, like, clearly looks like she's in front of a green screen, and they've just, like, green screened her into this setting ridiculous Garbage. and they try to hide it too it looks like they put cgi trees over her so yeah, that like yeah, it's a, it's you would see it. it so much it, it just it's embarrassing and it's like <laughs> this is a disney movie like they yeah. spent so much fucking money on this and it looks awful in places um and it's and you know i thought it wasn't like i really do think the first half of it is so passable that i barely noticed Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't look so bad, but in retrospect, thinking about how bad this last half of it looks, um, there's no inventiveness to it. It's very like, no. it's, it's very like mid 2010s sort of like gray, like just put a big blue filter on it. And that means it's magical. Um, very little looks very good, but like Meryl Streep is so good in this and mm-hmm. so funny that uh i even think james corden isn't that bad he's not bad i hate looking at him though but like everyone does okay um i think everyone's you know people like the show and they clearly are into doing it and so it's it's not the worst movie musical it's probably the best music it's definitely the best adaptation we've seen so far out of these four and Um, out of any that we've watched probably except for um uh what do you call it? Um, how to succeed in business without really trying. Oh, sure. Well, that's a nice movie. But, um, this but movie... I was going to say that the thing that I was thinking about with this and with Phantom is like the the success that you can have in, in adapting a musical for film is when you de-emphasize the music. That seems to be mm. the best way to do it is to de-emphasize the music and push the plot more. And if you don't have plot to work with, to like add more to it and like... I, I always loved like the the film version of a funny thing happened on the way to the forum. Mm, like yeah. the fact that they they first of all like 
thin out the music a lot. Like the music is like they cut songs early. They like <laughs> don't put a whole band behind it sometimes. Like they have people just like say their lines from the song instead of actually do the whole song. I really like that. I think that's how you make a better musical movie. Like these right. both kind of suffer from just like worshiping the show that they're from. Yeah, because the the thing is is that like you I think it's unfortunate because like Phantom worships the Phantom show and suffers because it's so slavish, but like into the woods feels like it suffers because it doesn't worship it quite enough. It like mm-hmm. changes too much stuff, but then, but doesn't add anything to it to make up for that. Yeah. And then also like adds or just like allows every song to be as long as it is on stage. It feels, mm-hmm. um, which is like, you're not seeing live music. It's different. Yeah. And if you're going to fucking cut stuff from the show, don't also make it a two-hour movie, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Make it move somehow. Yeah. Um, add, make it, they really should have just made the first part, like the first 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Because you can get like that fun sort of like, oh, we're running around quickly trying to find all of the stuff in before one nightfall why does it got to be three days you know like yeah you don't need to do that if the meat of it is in the second half which it definitely should be because it was like i i I have to reiterate like some of the most strangely poignant stuff i've heard in a musical uh in a while um I, we just didn't get to explore it and we didn't get to feel any of the um, the very weird emotions Sondheim is trying to clearly get across because we're just rushing to the end because like it seems like they knew this was the boring part. Yeah, they're or they're like this is the sad part and this is a Disney musical based on fairy tales. Right. <laughs> like, and we has, really got to just get past all this. Like the um this is a movie that has a duet between two princes that are like trying to one up each other about how agonized they are over not being able to see their princesses. Yeah. And it's so funny and clever and good. And that shot that whole scene is well done and like it's daytime so it doesn't look like ass Mm -hmm. um and both of those actors are doing a really good job and the conceit is funny the song is great but it just feels like i i want to see more of that movie you know what i mean yeah like that i know the tone i'm supposed to be feeling i get the joke the song is like hitting all the right notes uh and yeah I, i what's unfortunate about this movie is it's a great easy way to see what is clearly a great musical um but it's a bad movie (laughs) yeah it's like not well i don't know it's a pretty mediocre movie i'd say i think it i'd still call it a bad movie i think it's pretty pretty rough i definitely wouldn't recommend it no definitely wouldn't recommend Um, it would recommend the music i would recommend i i can't recommend anything else about it because i haven't gone out and sought it out but watching this movie made me want to like I hope they do a a revival so I can see it. Yeah. Um and I'm sure they they will or have I'm it's probably playing now. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows. Um, Somebody's but, probably putting it on somewhere. That's what I mean. Like I live in New York City. I'm sure I can go see it with pretty soon. Um so I probably will because I think there's a lot of interesting ideas in here and I thought it was a worthy thing to make a movie of uh or a musical of. Um but this isn't a this isn't one I'd recommend. This ain't it, Chief. This ain't it, Chief. Anyway, 
that's the two movies we watched this week phantom and into the woods i almost i keep almost saying into the wild <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is not a good movie uh just like these um anyway thanks for listening to generation loss the show about movies that doesn't take us all too seriously Grin <laughs> and jerry <laughs> Uh, if you'd like to hear more of our show, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash generation loss and get bonus episodes, which up until now have been about the movie news, uh, sometimes themed episodes, sometimes reviews of movies themselves, and could in the future be something else, perhaps a TV show, uh, if we're feeling that. Um, but if you have opinions on what we're talking about, go to the discord from there. And you can hang out with us. You can answer questions like, what should the bonus episodes be? Uh, you can uh, watch the movie that we're going to talk about uh, the Sunday before the episode comes out. Um, and you can follow us on Twitter at GenLostPod. GenLostPod. You can follow us e- individually from there. And wow, you're not going to believe this, folks. Late breaking news, actually. Really? Uh, that's movies. <laughs> Face, come back in fear.